episode is about how sound can be used as a universal language and can drive marketing effectively and efficiently. This podcast is here to educate on the power of sound, the possibilities of sound, and the accessibility of sound and marketing to all brands, both big and small. Sound marketing is a great way to break through the noise that visual marketing creates. This podcast breaks down what has happened, is happening, and insights on what's happening in the future. The biggest takeaway is that you can be a company of one or a company of a thousand. Sound marketing is accessible and affordable for us all. My name is Gina, and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and Stagecham Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. I have a passion for sound and what it's capable of, and I want to share how massively effective a curated sound can be for a brand identity. So stop and listen for a bit as I create a sound picture of what sonic branding is all about, what it's doing, and what it means to the future of marketing a business. I went a little heavy on my article choice this time, but I promise I'm going somewhere with it. Humans tend to use the same sounds or avoid certain sounds in languages all over the world. There are sound symbolism patterns. In the articles that I wrote about this episode, word lists were analyzed over nearly two-thirds of the world's languages. Researchers found that a considerable amount of 100 basic vocabulary items associate strongly with specific kinds of human speech sounds. These are from unrelated languages that often use or avoid the same sounds. According to Morton H. Christensen, professor of psychology and director of Cornell's Cognitive Neuroscience Lab, these sound symbolic patterns show up again and again across the world, independent of the geographical dispersal of humans and independent of language lineage. This goes to show that sound is beyond language. Without speech and apparently without connection, the world is similar in its communication basis. So what about music? In a huge experiment, scientists asked hundreds of English speakers all over the world to listen to different genres of music from non-Western cultures. The results were that those listeners quickly distinguished lullabies and dance songs. Granted, this is a survey from English speakers only, but the article states that they will be conducting the experiment next with non-English speaking participants. There was also another online test done that included both U.S. and Indian participants. A theory put forward is that the origin of lullabies, for example, may have evolved from parent-offspring interactions. This makes sense that before language skills are built, offspring can communicate with the world in the form of song. This just goes to prove that music and sound is inherently encased in us. It's one of the first things we are cognitive of at the beginning of our existence, before we were even born. In utero, we hear and feel our mother's heartbeat and voice. We come out knowing who she is. That is powerful. This is all subjective, and even the study said that they couldn't prove music as a universal language per se. But what I believe is that it proves that you can more than just get your gist across. It's like sitting at a table with a French-speaking person and being able to recall your two years of high school French. You won't be able to delve into a huge conversation on the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. 42. But you'll at least be able to say hello and my name is. Bonjour et je m'appelle. Currently, I'm working on developing this podcast further. My plan for season one is to run the gambit on all the different observances I've witnessed in sound and how it could be beneficial to the world of marketing. I'm hoping for season two 
to hone in on just one aspect and pick it apart until it becomes so obvious that everyone just starts doing it and becoming super successful and making buckets of money, myself included, of course. I also learned that the short film that I scored in May is being screened at the LA Shorts International Film Festival July 22nd at 3.15 at the Lemley in North Hollywood. So that's pretty exciting. I am unfortunately out of town, but if you go, let me know. Would love to know what you think. I'll include a link to the festival in the notes. Mindshare released a report recently on statistics of streaming through platforms such as Spotify. A lot of fascinating information, but something in particular I wanted to share for this episode. 55% of listeners listen to music streaming services weekly. 55% agree that streaming music is helping them expand their musical knowledge and explore other genres. In the music streaming segment, the number of users is expected to reach 978.1 million by 2023. In 2018, the streaming revenue accounted for almost half, 47%, of global revenue, driven by a 32.9% increase in paid subscription streaming. Last year represented the fourth consecutive year of growth. Streaming is how people discover new music. It is how they curate their tastes and preferences. So what does all of this mean? It means that the $19.1 billion global music market spends a majority of their time on streaming platforms, and they want someone else to curate their content. You're probably still wondering why I bring this up in regards to marketing. Let me give you an example. This is my own example on how I would react in this situation. So maybe others are different, but bear with me for the sake of the example. Say I am a college kid. I've been studying all week for finals. I've just stepped out of the classroom of my last final, and it is summertime. I'm feeling good, accomplished, and ready to go for a celebratory drive. I grab my phone and go on Spotify. I type schools out into the search bar. The first thing that pops up is a playlist called schools out. I hit play, jump in my car, roll down the windows, and go cruising. There may be a track in there that I don't care for, but for the moment, it doesn't matter. I'm driving anyways. 30 minutes or so go by and an ad pops up. I don't have a paid subscription. It's for Baskin Robbins. Well, what do you know? There's a Baskin Robbins right around the corner. What a great treat to start off summer. I think I'll go there. And there you have it. Baskin Robbins just pulled me in. Easily. This could have also been effective if I'd seen a billboard for ice cream, but the hundred other people that drove by that billboard may not have cared or been in the same mood as I was. That playlist was curated for my demographic, and I could be wrong about this, but targeting my location. I would imagine that those advertisements have a huge success rate when targeted that niche. And here's the other thing. I'm listening to the playlist, and a song pops up that I don't know, which is bound to happen seeing as I'm 37 and have been out of school for quite a while, and I can't possibly keep up with trending music anymore. I go with it. It fits the mood, and I'm happy. Now, subconsciously, I've created a happy memory that will live on in me for a long time. And Baskin-Robbins is now a part of that happy memory. Carrie Keston, Global Agency Associate Director, says it perfectly. We all remember the first time we discovered our favorite band and the excitement we felt sharing it with others. How can your brand tap into discovery to build that level of connection with your consumer? We are in an age of a fully immersive audio experience, and we're enjoying it. It's time to experiment and see how your brand can be a player in this. That's a huge audience to get to know. 
So let's say you're intrigued and you want to figure out how to advertise on some of these streaming platforms. I've included two links in the show notes to check out. And if nothing else, email them and ask for more information. The first is for Spotify's Beta Ad Studio. I checked it out and for a minimum ad spend of $250, they'll work with you on coming up with a creative ad that ideally reaches your target audience. And here's a link for Pandora's ad platform. I couldn't find pricing for this one, but they have a contact form that you can email them questions. I would imagine they do custom pricing depending on budget and business size. Pandora also has a podcast about the power of sound. And as far as I can tell, Pandora, Veritonic, and me are the only ones honing in on this. I find that a bit strange, but there you have it. I'm highly curious about both Spotify and Pandora, so if you go that route, let me know your experiences. I'd love to share the results on here too to help others bridge that gap. It's such a new landscape out there. We need to help each other out. This podcast is for you, so please let me know if there is anything in particular you've been curious about. Don't be afraid to be vague or even of talking in incomplete sentences. I get it. It's new and ever-changing. That's why I'm here. To help bridge that gap between traditional marketing and this whole new way of thinking. My goal for this podcast is to pique your interest or possibly even blow your mind. Let's think outside the box at what is hovering all around us. Sound. It's powerful. It's engaging. It's us. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So connect with me on LinkedIn, follow on Facebook, or email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. Let's travel this road together. If you need help in developing what your sound and marketing landscape may look like, don't hesitate to reach out and let's brainstorm together. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand. Have a great week and we'll talk again soon. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Coming soon to iHeartRadio.